Scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 to 31. I may, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. Brian, doing for the first time, you're pretty good. Good job. Can you put up the scripture passage again, please? This is a passage given to us uh, by the lectionary. I don't necessarily choose the scripture passage. Uh, the next, uh, there's a lectionary uh, system. Uh, it's a scripture reading that is assigned for three years. And uh, throughout three years, we uh, cover the most of the uh, books of the Bible. And this is used by both Catholics and Protestants and all churches. Of course, there are some churches who don't use uh, lectionary, but uh, we, our church uses the lectionary. And this is a passage given to us today. And then as you read through, uh, it's an interesting passage, but it is hard to interpret hard to understand. Uh, it is hard to truly interpret what, uh, understand what Paul is trying to say. Uh, he advises those who have wives to live as though they had none. I mean, what kind of message is that? Those who have wives live as though you have none. Uh, it requires interpretation. Is it the message that uh, you should take your wife for granted? Or is it the message that not to take your wife too seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you by mistake think that that's the message and you practice that, probably you'll be in big trouble. <laughs> you know, these days, if you don't listen to your wife and take that for granted, probably you'll starve or you can't do nothing. You know, if you are going to make an appointment, you have to first check with wives. When I arrange a visitation, I don't arrange with the husbands. I arrange with wives. Because if they say yes, it's yes. If they say no, it's no. <laughs> So, but fortunately, uh, that is not the message Paul is trying to communicate. Paul will not uh, say to take your wife for granted. Weeping, rejoicing, buying things, dealings with the world, they're all very much part of what we do and what we experience uh, every day. They're very important uh, things, common experience and important things. They're very much part of how we live day by day. You know, there are times when we have experienced great joy of life. When you have a first baby 
and hold uh, in your arm. Josh, why don't you stand up for a second? <laughs> He's here. <laughs> In that look, <laughs> joy, happiness. When you have a first child in your hand, in your arm, when you got the job you wanted so much, uh, when you meet a special person of dream, your dream, we experience great joy when we experience these things. But there are also times you experience sadness of life. When we lost our loved ones, when we had difficulty with our job or with our business, with our boss, when our children are in trouble at school or in their personal lives, we feel deep sadness of life when we experience these things. When there's a family fight, conflicts, difficulties, relational difficulties, we experience sadness of life. So we both experience uh, joy, rejoicing, and we experience sadness, weeping. That's very much part of who we, who we are and what we experience. And these are very important moments of our lives. When you experience joy, you want that moment to last forever. Oh, I wish that this moment is just everlasting. I'm so happy. It's great. The life is just perfect right now. I hope that nothing changes, it just eternally stays there as it is. When you experience sadness, you don't want it. You don't you want that to pass by fast, but somehow you feel like that sad moment will be with you forever. You have this worry that this suffering and sadness will never disappear, will never go away, will be with me for the rest of my life. St. Paul, in today's passage, is saying that these moments will not be with us forever. They're passing by. They're transient. He said in verse 31, for the present form of this world is passing away. So marrying, weeping, rejoicing, and doing business, they are all important human activities, but still they are impermanent. They will not stay with us forever. They're important and we should do our best to do well with all those but we cannot attach eternal value to it. We cannot assign eternal value to these things that we experience. If we do that, we'll be disappointed. We'll be disillusioned. 
we experience these things go away from us, we'll overreact to our situations. When suffering comes to us, and if we attach permanent value to that suffering that we experience, we'll be consumed by our fear for that suffering. Suffering may come, but it will pass. Same with joy. When we experience joy from our circumstances, we wish that the joy we get uh, in things of the world may be permanent, but that's not possible. The joy will soon go away. At the prayer retreat uh, in our group, a woman shared, you know, I set this standard on my life, you know, about children, about finance, about health and all that. I just wish that I could just uh, maintain that level. And when it goes down, when it crumbles, I worry, and I worry that it may crumble. And she said, I experience that being crumbled. I experience being at the bottom of my life. And then all these years, I built up to get to this standard again, but now I'm more worried uh, than before. What if this just crumbles? What if my children, what if my finance, what if my health, what if what if, what if, what if? Fact is, we have no control. We have no control over that. I share, uh, I shared this with you at the retreat. There's a movie called Shadowlands uh, that portrays the life of C.S. Lewis, who was a professor at uh, Oxford University and a great Christian writer. Later he became converted and became a great Christian writer. He married Joy Christian, a divorcee from U.S. in his late age. All his life he was just a scholar living uh, in an ivory tower. But soon after the marriage, uh, he realized how great life is. Uh, he really enjoyed the married life. But soon after the marriage, they discovered that she had a cancer. While taking care of her, he experienced what it meant to truly love somebody. That's something that he never experienced before as a scholar, but he understood what it meant to truly love somebody, but at the same time, he experienced how painful it was, how painful it was. Once they went to their favorite spot in England, in a rural area, and they really enjoyed uh, being there, and Lewis filled with uh, happiness and joy. He said this to Joy Krishna. This is my kind of happiness. When the present moment 
is entirely self-contained, untarnished by any fleeting thought of what has come before or what may come later. He really enjoyed that moment, uh, not bothered by any other things, that pure present moment he enjoyed. Then Joy, his wife, gently rebuked him, saying, that's only temporal isolationism. The happiness cannot be genuine if it involves shutting off the past or the future. What is yet to come in the future infuses the very texture of what is now experienced, the pain that is part of this happiness now. That's the deal. That's the deal. She realized that. The moment cannot stay there forever. That beautiful moment, how beautiful that may be, cannot stay there forever. Soon after that, she passed away. Joy knew that the joy they experienced at that moment could not be self-contained. Nothing in this world can be self-contained. They all pass by. It will soon disappear. And the suffering will replace the joy. After her funeral, since Louis said this, a child chooses safety, but a grown person chooses suffering. The pain is part of the happiness. Now I find I can live with the pain after all. That's the deal. What St. Paul is teaching us today is to experience inner freedom inner freedom, so that you may not be so attached to things that pass away. You may not be so obsessive about things that cannot stay there forever, eternally. Live as though not. Let those who have wives be as though they had none. And those who, have more, who mourn as though they were not mourning. And those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they had no possessions. And those who deal with the world as though had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. Your Bulletin says, as thou not, it's a spelling mistake, as thou not. With inner freedom, we can handle all our life situations.
institutions, including the transient nature of life. It doesn't depress us. It doesn't make us feel hopeless. Instead, instead of trying to hold on, instead of trying to hold on to what cannot be hold on to, we hold on to God, who is permanent, who is eternal. Our inner freedom prepares our heart to let go of things that pass away. When you try to hold on to the things that pass away, you become so powerless, helpless, and hopeless. You lose the meaning of life. No matter how painful your life may be right now, the pain will pass away someday. Don't let the pain consume your life. We are more than just victims of our temporary circumstances. We are stronger than that. We are stronger than that. They cannot completely control us. We have eternity within us. We have eternal life within us. For those who have only hope for the transient things, the things that pass away, ultimately will find meaninglessness of life. But when you find that eternal life in you, then in spite of our transient nature of our life, we can live out our life with courage, hope, joy, and peace. What are you holding on to? Things that pass away? Are you scared to let go? Hold on to what does not pass away. Everything may pass away, but not an eye of the word of God will pass away.